Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975, 12 the zone, live just outside the team store here at Vivid Arena. Uh, for the summer league. Gordon Monson uh, to my right. Uh, Lloyd Cole producing for the moment, uh, upstairs at our carrier zone studios. What's happening, Gordon? Just hanging out, man. That's good. Trying to uh, avoid breathing in all that smoke out there. It is smoky, but you know, we're fine. Just yeah. fine. People just want to complain I, exor- I exercised inside oh yeah today. i don't blame uh i don't blame people for staying indoors well if your exercise is not what the recommendation was i mean if if you're soft i would think you'd want to, uh, to exercise in the smoke make so it tough are you suggesting that people who have any kind of lung condition or anything should go right out there and jog around I'm otherwise not, i'm not here to tell any soft i'm not telling anybody what to do here Gordon. It sounded like I, you were i'm just making, saying you were like, assigning value to uh, who, what, whatever it was that people were doing. I'm just saying, you know, if, if you want to toughen folks up a little bit, you go out and work out in the smoke. Okay. That's, well, when, you, that's when you relish a good outdoor workout. Uh, yeah, okay, if you say so. So what did you, what'd you, what'd you do to work out the row machine? No, I lifted today. Is, is the row machine a thing anymore? People into that? Yeah, uh, we, we, we have one. You, you lifted today? Mm-hmm. What'd you you, 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 you heaving up some 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 dumbbells? Yeah, there, Gordon. Uh, yeah. In fact, that's what I was doing. Benching, but not not real heavy stuff. I just just sort of good kind of middle of the road kind of weight. Because uh, okay. I'm trying to drop a few, Jake. How many? How many plates? Uh, I I wasn't using plates. No. Although we do have that stuff, but that's that's more for the fitness freaks in my family, not me. I know this wasn't his term, but what did Gunther used to say? The Iron Brotherhood. That's <laughs> that that's you, it? Gordon. No, I'm I'm just uh, just 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 you know silly little stuff. Not not big. Are you working like the the glam muscles or? or? <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm just. I just want to get sort of uh, fit, fit, get myself a little more fit. That's all, Lloyd. I know you've you've seen uh, uh, a lot of. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know if you saw the 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 season where Mac uh, put on a ton of weight. Yep. And and everybody, you know, when they called him uh, fat or whatever, he'd say, "I'm just putting on mass." <laughs> Put yeah. that's, on mass. That's my strategy when it comes to uh, uh, fitness and that sort of thing. I'm I'm just building up a little mass okay. to the point where you know I'll, I'll really be swole. I'm in the mass phase I of see. that operation. Okay. Lloyd, yeah, I've what, been doing the mass thing for a couple of years, now. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, you and me uh, both, buddy. We're just the uh, COVID just, thing. The COVID thing really got people toward that massive side. I'm just I'm putting on mass. Not mass, Gordon. Mass. Just putting on mass. You know? okay. And then when the time is right and I have enough mass, you know, then I will turn it into being swole. But Rome wasn't built in a day, right, Gordon. Right. You've got to go through phases in these things. And so I have I, go. I have gone through phases. Okay. I mean, you've known me a long time. Uh, I have I have fluctuated a bit through the years. Uh, but uh, always exercise. I, I do exercise, but uh, now I'm just trying so to you're, be a, you're a little moving. more careful about, you know, eating whatever. So you're moving from the gathering mass phase to the getting swole phase. Uh, well, I'm not really. I'm not there yet. No. I, <laughs> okay. I'm not there yet. All right. So uh, you let me know how it goes. All right. You know, I will. Because. When you're Gordon is he Monson, looking swole? When your Gordon Monson bikini season is all year <laughs> all long. Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gordon's looking Gordon's pretty looking swole. Gordon's looking swole today? Okay. He, he, he's popping a bit. You could, you could tell he, he uh, threw up some plates today. Uh, I, I had a doctor's appointment the other day, and I got on the scale. And uh, that's when I decided, okay, maybe it's time. The time is here to uh, to, to move maybe into a little a, more careful. To that. move into a DJ and I phase. had that Summer Fitness 2000. Uh, summer Fitness Challenge 2000 or whatever we called it. It's hard to believe that was 21 years ago. <laughs> that was a while ago. And, uh, yeah, and so DJ, he hires a trainer, and he's got some dietitian going and the whole thing. And I just watched what I ate and worked out on my own, and uh, I increased my strength and lost uh, 22 pounds. And he was rather, I think, disappointed that I was able to out outperform him even though he had professional help and you still bring it up to this day i sure do (laughs) you better believe it baby however now i'm at the point i was when i started uh summer fitness challenge so i'm gonna move back in that direction now that was again 20 years ago so i think you can get (laughs) yourself a little little more yeah give give yourself a little room okay you know well i can't give austin a hard time if uh you know i'm you know not you, you really should the store a little, you and that's never stopped giving. you before, Austin. A hard time. I haven't called Austin fat in like, probably two you years. Just did. <laughs> yeah, you just said, "How am I supposed to give Austin a hard time?" I know. Did, no, no, but I'm not did. saying he is. I'm saying that if if we laugh about that, then then I don't want to be a hypocrite. So, anyway. Are we getting to my list, or are we going to sit here and jibber-jabber about my workout routine? Uh, we, and by the way, everyone in my family, you know them. They are fitness gurus, both from a standpoint of what they eat and how they work out. I can't. I don't, I don't know. Well, somebody's, no. Somebody's got to be the black sheep, man. Yeah, that's, that's me. Uh, yeah. So, you, Gordon, when you, like, go to snack on something, like, say, that's on the table or whatever, do they, mm-hmm. like, they slap your hand? No, no, there, it's not that bad. However, okay. there is an occasional expression cast uh, that, that I read it. Uh, I just know how they feel. And they're very anti-diet. They, they, hate, they hate that word. You don't use that word in my house because they, it's more a lifestyle change for them. And they don't believe in the diet culture and all that stuff. Well, what, what about the word diet when used you know, by its basic definition? As in? Lettuce is a part of my diet. <laughs> okay. Is that all right? That would be okay. Okay. But if you go into my house and suggest to certain people that you're going to go on a diet, prepare for 
Lettuce for is a part of my life change. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what, better. <laughs> so so if I just picked you up a like something greasy fast food. But no, that would be delicious. okay. That would be okay on occasion, just in moderation. But if I left it on the doorstep and said to Gordon, what would be the future of said greasy meal? I'd eat it. Would it get given to you? Yeah. Would it get thrown away? No. Would it get be consumed because somebody else would want the greasy meal? No. I mean, look, they're not maniacs. They're just very well-educated. Well, I, I at least what two? How many of them? Uh, how many of them majored in that? I uh, two food scientists. Yeah, yeah. so that's and, kind of uh, and a couple of uh, and, and everybody is uh, a yeah. fitness guru. Well, when so. you major in it, you would you would think that that uh, is your area of expertise. How? Yeah, but they all hate that word too. I mean, they are anti-diet culture. They just it's not their thing, and they think that's there are better ways. My wife just texted me. She says, so happy to hear you're so comfortable with our marriage to just continue to put on mass. And I said, that's how you know it's true love. But do you ever worry that perhaps, you know, Naz is, one, she's really smart, but two, she's a kind person. Do you ever get the feeling that maybe her saying, oh, it's okay, honey, it's okay, go ahead and keep building your mass. I, I, I love you anyway. Well, I wonder if she might. She, you know, she might feel a little better if you came oh, don't plant, home with, don't like, a washboard. Seed, oh, no, no. He can plant it all he wants. It's <laughs> like he's never met my wife. Because have you ever known her to sugarcoat or, or hold back on anything that she's feeling no, at any not given really. time? No, no that's no, not no. her. No. That's not her in the slightest. So does she say you look like a tub of goo? No, she says I look fine. Okay. And you're sure she really means it? Again, have you met her? <laughs> <laughs> okay. She, she means what she says. Yeah, she she's does. very clear about that. It's one of her That's best, one of her one of her she, best she qualities. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I am so thankful that Naz is exactly the way she is because that's what you need. Yeah, it's a good yin to my yang. I agree. I'm full of it. Even though you probably argue uh, the point, even though she's much smarter than you are. And you probably get tired of losing any kind of debate that might come up. Oh, I don't lose any debate. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of with, course with, not. With anyone. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Period. <laughs> okay, captain of the Skyline High School debate team. Hey, we were a good squad, man. Uh, we knew what we were doing. All right, you have a list. Let's I get do. to it. You're right. Uh, Lloyd, uh, can we get to the list, please? And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. I'm single, and I'm the BYU quarterback. You can't land something on a meteorite heading toward Earth, can you? Hello! Hello. Hello? Hello. What would cause someone to tear someone's bumper off? Bacon? I know you agree with me on this, and who wouldn't? Hello. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Hello. With a very angry naked man. Nobody listens to me. This is a, a strange show. Uh, Gordon's List. 
Brought to you every week by our friends at uh, Tim Daly Nissan Murray, home of the forever warranty. Uh, where do you want to start this week, Gordon? Let's start with college football because it's up and running now. And uh, I know we've talked about that over the past few days. A lot of the guys on the station have done interviews and whatnot, played sound from the coaches. So let me let me boil it down off the list to two questions to you, or one question in each, in the case of Utah, BYU, and you can throw in Utah State. Okay, are you going to ask me one at a time, or are you yes. going to, okay. Uh, or, you know, I mean. Yeah, one, at a time, I think, one at a time is better. Well, right. I mean, it's the same question, though. Okay. So just apply it. All right, I'm, I'm ready. What are you most looking forward to with each of those squads? Most me personally, and, and yeah, and that, that, and I mean it not in the sense of oh boy, that's going to be so good. I mean, as far as your curiosity goes, I want to know. Okay, I'm I'm interested to see how many Pac-12 teams BYU beats. Not that I think that that's some huge thing, but within BYU schedule, sometimes it's difficult to find the intrigue of a conference race and at least you've got five teams from a conference and that's going to make it comparable plus they're playing three of the best teams from the yes that's right Mm -hmm. so i think that that i think that that's intriguing that they're playing so many games um against the pac-12 and they've got some other opponents obviously that are extremely interesting as well but that gives us some sort of kind of common thread Amazing, uh, maybe a bit of a measuring stick. So I think that that would be my answer for the Cougs. Utah State. I want to. I want to find out what this new coach is all about. Blake Anderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want. I want to find out because I. I don't expect them to win many games. But you. You know. Uh, I know Gary is a sensitive uh, topic up there in Logan. But the first time he was there, mm-hmm. when he first implemented his culture, even though the team wasn't very good, you could still feel the. The kind of buzz, the buzz and the yeah. juice, right? Remember mm-hmm. that? So I, I want to see if, if the new coach is going to bring that to Utah State. Um, that the, defense up there, they have got to stop the run. Well, that, that's the tough part. Is that, that sort of thing is really difficult to measure. Yeah. So I, I know that's a really vague thing to be looking for at Utah State. So, But, but I, I do find that interesting because I think that program has potential, as yeah. we've seen in the past. Um, for Utah. How do they do against USC and Arizona State, those two particular games? Because I don't think Utah is going to go undefeated in league. But who that losses to is very impactful. And I think that the record with those three teams playing each other will determine the division. And obviously the Utes get Arizona State at home. And they have to go to the Coliseum. USC is, is on the road. So I, I, it would not surprise me if Utah dropped, uh, dropped a random one to a North team. That would be better than losing to either one of those schools. You'd, you'd rather lose to Arizona than you would to Arizona State or USC. Because I, I don't think that there's going to be a perfect team in the league this year. Certainly don't think there's going to be a perfect team in the division. So where's that loss come? And it would be... Better to have it not be against USC sure. and Arizona State. Yeah. So those is that kind of what you were looking for? Yeah. Okay. Right. For me, I would say the quarterback position at both schools. I want to see how that works out. And I know there are other questions as well. But uh, And as we talked about yesterday, I think play calling for the Utes will be really 
kind of a fun thing to keep an eye can on. I, can I throw a tease on something? Sure. And if this is on the list, let me know. But uh, did you see the, the Athlon Anonymous Coaches piece is out where they <clears throat> talk to other Pac-12 coaches about the other programs but do it anonymously? I didn't see it. What did they say? It's, it's, let's tease it okay. and get to it later in the show. I just okay. want to throw the tease on it because it, it, it's, it's pretty interesting. And there's some comments on there that I'm going to like. And there's some stuff on there that you're going to like. Okay. So I'll just throw that tease on. It's pretty interesting. So we can get to that a little later on in the show. All right. Another question. How attractive are Utah and BYU in the case of Super Conference expansion? And the reason I ask that is I got a a message, an email from someone who, uh, obviously a Ute fan, but was detailing all these different things that Utah brings to the table that makes them an attractive addition. And a lot of it was market uh, size-driven. uh, Utah, the 30th uh, biggest media market and uh, the, uh, the fast-growing population and, and the, the metro area, all of that stuff, along with some other things. But I wanted to do you think that both of those schools or one of those schools are attractive when it comes to uh, expanding if there are four super conferences? You've... I mean, it depends on how far they go, right? Uh huh. And how do they? How do the conferences incorporate each other? Because how much dead weight is included in the super conference? And there's always the que- yeah. There's always the question of are you going to boot people out, which is a very difficult thing to do. Which we haven't seen really until what Texas and Oklahoma just did, where they essentially booted, booted out <laughs> the, the, the rest the rest of the league. So. Uh, I mean, if the if the Pac-12 and the Big Ten merged, would they just reshuffle the deck and kick out the bottom feeders and include the, you know, wherever they drew the line? And if that I, was offered to the premium football programs in the Pac-12, I wonder what they would say. But I don't think that's it. I think that, the if anything, the Big Ten will just cherry pick the Pac-12. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So... If there wouldn't be a big merger where Pac-12 schools or Big Ten schools would be on the outs, right? They wouldn't all of a sudden be bouncing Minnesota. Well, if, you, if they, let's say they pick four teams, it's not going to be Utah. So that's why I'm 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 trying to to clarify. I don't think that they're more. I think Utah is more valuable than a handful of Big Ten schools. But unless they kick those schools to the curb, it's not going to matter. Because they're already at four teams. Yeah, the SEC isn't kicking Vanderbilt to the curb to add Oklahoma State. Right. Even though one's probably more valuable than the other. Yeah, and that's a really interesting concept. So it's this weird combination of value and loyalty, Mm -hmm. which is strange. But you hope that the loyalty is what keeps the Pac-12 together. You would hope that USC and Oregon feel feel a loyalty to at least some members of the rest of the league and don't want to see them kick to the curb obviously texas and oklahoma felt none of that loyalty or what loyalty they did feel they they quickly put behind them i one of the reasons i find the question so so interesting is that in college football it's been so fractured for so long uh but but there are opportunities at times for schools who aren't included in in the names that you would put together for super conferences who have an opportunity to beat those teams and, and, and show them up in scheduling at times and, and reach up 
to the sky. I wonder what will happen in the case of super conferences. And if that is the case, will everybody else essentially be branded persona non, non grata? Uh, I, well, well, I don't know. Another thing that some people think is a myth or, or kind of a joke, but you hope that, you know, if you want to see Utah in particular stay in its position, is you hope that whole academic integrity thing is for real. And that, see, I'm not sure that is. But see, you that's why I'm saying you hope. You hope that uh, that Stanford doesn't want to associate with Iowa because they're not <laughs> so, academically up What's the up matter there. with Iowa? I, I just picked a, a random Big Ten team not named Northwestern. You know, <laughs> but you, you hope that there is that academic standard where they're not – they don't just associate with anybody. See, I the, hate the that. The snobbery. But, but in, in this case, it would be good for Utah because – any sort of reshuffling in, involving the Pac-12, I don't think is going to come out in their favor unless the Pac-12 absorbs Big Ten teams and goes on the offensive mm-hmm. and brings in Ohio State. But, I mean, the Big Ten is in a position of strength. The Pac-12 is not. Yeah, exactly. There's so, no reason for Ohio State to go the other direction. So it's just that's not anything happening. The Utes need to hope for the Pac-12 to stay standing for whatever reason. And you may not like the academic thing, but you should hope it's real because then they won't be in a hurry to go anywhere. Obviously, the SEC uh, and uh, in Texas and Oklahoma and the Big 12, longer, I mean, they, they don't care at all about academics. The Big 10 would probably make that argument too, but the Pac-12 for a long time has... We are the Pac-12. Oh, please. The, the uh, conference ridiculous. of excellence that's, that's just on so and silly. off the field. All right. Why is that silly? Real, because the, that, 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 that's nothing but snobbery. The Ivy League is an athletic conference. I mean, it's it's sports that bond those universities yeah, but there are together. Really, there are really good programs uh, and uh, degrees available at some of these schools that you're saying that the Pac-12 schools would look down the schnoz at. You better hope so if you're Utah. <laughs> okay. Real quick, I want to just get in a couple more items. Let's get, and, let's get and, one and, here and then okay. throw a tease. Rudy Gobert in France taking on Team USA. I think that's tonight, right? Yeah. It's about, what, what our time? Eight, I, have, eight. I have no idea. You haven't been able to watch the games unless you subscribe to, like, three different things. So, who knows? Well, Team USA already dispensed with Joe Ingles in Australia. So, is this a case of Team USA just having to get serious about winning? Uh, because, obviously, France beat Team USA earlier. But that was when – was that when Team USA was still fiddle-faddling around? Well, the, the conversation we had after that – game gordon is is still the usa is still the most talented team i mean they may not really like adapt to the rules all that well but the the talent factor was always going to be in their favor Mm -hmm. and still still is so if they figured out the other stuff you know enough so the talent wins out like you saw against australia where they were down what 12 and then they were like oh yeah that's right i am damian lillard (laughs) then they end up winning god who i was there for a minute winning going away um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm rooting for Rudy. I'm rooting for Team France. I'd love to see an upset. Viva la France. All right, Jake, coming up on the list, I got, I got, all, I got jazz stuff. I got ridiculous, crazy things from the Olympics that we absolutely have to talk about. Um, 
and I know you don't really care about the Olympics, but many of our listeners. I care about a couple of events. There, there, there's a couple of, and, and more college football stories to get to. And then one uh, sort of um, pop culture item Uh-oh. that you brought to my attention last night that uh, I think we need to bring on the air. Uh-oh, now I'm racking my brain to think about what that might be. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We're live here uh, just outside the team store. Summer League wraps up tonight. Your last chance. Uh, get down here and uh, and take it all in. Summer League, a lot of fun. Uh, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live today out front of the team store here at Vivint Arena, getting you ready for Summer League. As it rolls on tonight, come on down, make a night of it. Gordon, before we jump back into the list, very special shout-out to Eve and Matt, who just dropped by our broadcast location here, Gordon. They just got engaged. They How did. How about that? She said yes, and we asked them their names, and Eve turned to Matt, and and what you you said, "What are your names?" And she Eve looked at Matt, and 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 like she forgot what his name was. She didn't know whether to say Matthew or Matt or what. <laughs> she, she explained that to you. And by the way, she doesn't she's know hold, what he goes by. She uh, well, you know, a shout out on the radio is kind of official. You know, she didn't know what he wants to wanted to get. So shout out to even Matt. But but so they're holding flowers. Eve's mm-hmm. holding a sign that says she said yes. Uh-huh. I I saw it. Congratulated. Waved him over. Uh-huh. And and uh, you know, congratulate you. You say. I'm sorry, I missed the news. What happened? Well, I didn't look at the sign. <laughs> sorry, I didn't read the signs. <laughs> I missed the signs. Getting uh, a little right through the sign. Apparently, uh, they really cool. They had it down on the floor. They Matt apparently had set it all up, prearranged, and got the jumbotron involved. And how about that? That's pretty special. Uh, and got they did that in an empty building. Yeah. Well, Matt must have some pull. He must know some right. people. All right, I just wasn't sure. What because are you? Are you harsh no, no, on no, their I'm not engagement? Harsh. I'm not harsh. I'm just saying, what? what, what could, couldn't couldn't you say, "Will you marry me?" Without beaming it up on the uh, on the big but that's screen? That's a special way to do it. <laughs> She'll always remember it. He's a big jazz fan. That's it's like a crazy special moment. Was he afraid Gordon, that she They're might listening miss it? right now. <laughs> yeah. They're listening right Dude, now, Gordon. Stop I love it. Hey, Matt and Eve seem like the nicest people. They are in the very world. nice. I mean, yeah, they were. But I, I always wonder about why people uh, you know propose the way they do. You proposed in a parking I lot. I know, I know. After I, maybe, chickening maybe, out the you, day before. You know, I think I have a little envy maybe. Maybe that's what it is. No offense. And, and, hey, your marriage has turned out just fine. But that's way better than proposing in a, in a parking lot. It is true. That is true. So I just wondered because, I mean, I wondered, is, you know, does she have good eyesight or what? I mean, why the big screen? Why, I mean, why do you need something quite that big? It's special. <laughs> when they're telling their grandkids about it, they're going to be like, oh, I was up on the big screen and everything. 
they can say, hey, this is where your yes. mom said yes, yes to me in this building. And I uh, and Matt, you, know, you could say I was such a big deal. They let me do it on the floor. They put it up on the screen. And your mother and I were the only ones here. Right. So that makes it even more special. Okay. All right. Well, it was more private. And, and they did have oh, that was that was a nice bunch of roses there. I mean, that was. A beautiful I'm sorry, thing. I missed the news. What 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 just happened? <laughs> I didn't see the sign. <laughs> the big old which, sign. Which, by the way, then Jake went on to 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 make fun of me for how I got married. Well, that was a, an off the air conversation, Lloyd, with Megan, tell, tell and I did story. not. I didn't make fun of anything. Yeah, tell, tell yeah. the story. Let's no, hear we're it. not going to do that because that's what. Because he's like, well, gosh, Lloyd got married here, and it's like, wow, that's really no. Nice, I said Jake. you got married, and I wasn't even invited, and my yeah. feelings are still hurt that I wasn't Something invited. You know how much I love weddings, and I didn't. I didn't get to go. Yeah, but maybe they wanted to keep it really intimate. I know which. I mean, really intimate by the only person there witnessing it being a perfect stranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Then, yeah, really, uh, really intimate. Okay, on with the list. Congratulations to uh, to even Matt. That's awesome. Indeed, indeed. May you have a wonderful marriage that uh, beats the odds of you know fifty percent divorce. Jeez, Gordon, stop it! What is the matter with you? I'm so embarrassed right now. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I would bet on them. I would bet on them. And we met them and talked to them for one minute. And I would bet on them. So, I have a gift. In, 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 I, I can tell. I'm I can tell easy. when things are going to work. That's going to work. I'm not easily embarrassed. And, and, and I am and horribly Eve, embarrassed right now. You make sure that Matt treats you the way you should be just, treated. Let's move on <laughs> with the list. All right. Of all the additions the Jazz have made, which will have the biggest impact? on them in this coming season? Hmm. There's an easy answer, but I'm not, is it the right one? Addition? And I'm really trying hard to come up with a smart aleck answer, and I can't. So, so maybe, I'll go with, uh, maybe I'll go with uh, the real answer here. Rudy Gay is probably the... That's probably the answer. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much Whiteside's going to play. I mean, I think he's just going to have the non-Rudy minutes, right? So 12 to 15. I think there are multiple roles for Rudy Gay, particularly when other teams go small and if they want to, you know, adapt to that and mm-hmm. play him as a small ball big, you know, that in addition to, say, spelling Bogdanovich, I think will be, will be his role. I don't think it's obviously it's health be, plays a role in this. Yeah, yeah. As well. I don't. I don't think it's going to be Butler. So, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's going to be an undrafted free agent or somebody who's not wasn't on the roster last year. So, yeah. What about EP? Not more than Gay, probably. God, I wonder what version of him the fact that he took a step back last year is weird yeah that's the only thing that gives me pause well because i like playing time was part but you you earn that i guess right and i i because i was extremely i thought pascal was a perfect player for the golden state warriors for their future as they were going forward but then you know to to have such a promising rookie year and then take a step back it just it's why you know why yeah i don't know and it's not like the warriors didn't need production right yeah so that that gives me a little bit of a pause let me put it this way. I has, I think he has the capability to make more of an impact than Rudy Gay. How about that? Yeah. He's young and energetic and has some dynamic parts to his game. Yeah. If it comes together, absolutely. 
because he's a very versatile player and, man, showed a lot of potential. So I would say he has the possibility to be the answer, but my answer at the moment, if I'm predicting the future, would be Rudy. Hard to argue then. Okay. All right, Jake, uh, a wrestler from Kazakhstan. Well, what did he do? He bit a wrestler from India. He bit him right on the arm for like 15 seconds. That's he, a long he, time. He, he bit him. He took a big old bite at him. 15 seconds. That's a long time to bite somebody. And <laughs> what, where's uh, the, the referee? The, 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 the bite T ended up beating the biter. So, how was the biter not disqualified? I, that's a good question. And how that's did it go question. along for, what did you say, 14 seconds? Uh, that's what they said. No, the, I, didn't, was, I didn't watch it live. It was 15. Yeah. 15 seconds? Was, it, was the ref out back having a smoke? I mean, <laughs> it was the ref like, oh, that looks like a bite. <laughs> Let's confirm. Well, it's not like, you know, a Mike Tyson thing where he took a bite and then spit spit the uh, what he bit off. off but but the wasn't side. the guy getting bit saying, hey, he's biting me? <laughs> well, he was busy taking care of his business. And, well, his you, know, you like tough guys. Been, he's biting me. That's against the <laughs> rules. He can't bite me. Look, he's biting me still. It's been 10 seconds. Yeah, and he's but still these, biting guys, me. these guys are used to pain. They're used to pain. But I find it, uh, there is justice that the, the bitey beat the biter. What do you mean used to pain? So you're telling me if instead of a bite, the, the guy was just repeatedly punching him in the groin, he would, he'd would he be just dealing with it as opposed to saying, hey. These wrestlers are tough, man. That's not the point. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Hey, Jake, uh, the USA wins gold in women's beach volleyball. Okay. I like that sport and not for any kind of Chesterish reasons. Yeah, right. No, I just – I think it's – I think it's a really good sport, and, you know, it's hard. Should cornhole become an Olympic sport? ESPN has an article exploring the idea. No. Then what else? What What are the Olympics lacking? What sport do They're they not. need? They've got too much. <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday. Is there, is, there, is there something? Something that it lacks. But if you go down the row, the, the, the like tailgate games for the Olympics, I mean, where, where does it end? I mean, is it going to be a beer chugging contest next? <laughs> like, what? what? We've got some track and field, some swimming, you know, basketball, baseball, golf can be in there too. But do, what about what, like we, surfing? But we don't need you break like, dancing. You like surfing? We don't really need surfing. Why? It's a great sport. Sure, there's lots of great sports out there that aren't Olympic sports. But where do you draw the line? That's what I'm saying. That's the question I asked. Shuffleboard. Are we, are we going to get that in there? Like Shuffleboard. Have you seen the, the ESPN, the Ocho events that they run on that every year where it's like climb the tower of, uh, of oil-covered <laughs> stairs? <laughs> where you know, one, of these, one of these game shows? What's the right. one that you like? Wipeout. Wipeout. <laughs> Why, why is it Wipeout in the Olympics? <laughs> that, would, that would really be entertaining. I'd watch Wipeout uh, over, like, 90% of the other events. Uh, uh, that's a really good idea. I think they should include that. And I've never even really watched that show. You should. I, it's I've very seen, funny. I've seen little snippets of it. 
But uh, does the course vary from attempt to attempt? Yeah, they change it up. I mean, it, you've never laughed so hard as when watching just some random person get depleted by a, a, a swinging door that hits them right in the face and sends them plummeting 15 feet into a pool of water. It's hilarious. Now, that is a gold medal that would be worth winning. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. Did you uh, participate in the Olympics? Why, yes, I got a bronze. What was your sport? <laughs> wipeout. I, was in I, wipeout. I dodged that swinging door. <laughs> and that got, uh, you the, know. The giant boxing glove on a spring. You know, I was able to, <laughs> I was able to duck under that. I like that idea. Yes. Yes. There's some randomness to it as well. There is I some mean, randomness to it. But you've got to have your head on a swivel, I assume. And then you've got to be dodgy, and you've got to be athletic. That's what I'm saying. Stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next, more of Gordon's List straight ahead. We're live outside of the <laughs> the team store. Watch out for the rubber hammer. Here, here at Vivid Arena. <laughs> more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live out front of the team store here at Vivint Arena. Summer League concludes tonight. Uh... So come on down, looking for a Friday night on the town. Spent the uh, <laughs> spent the break watching the best wipeouts of Wipeout. Man, this is the best show on TV. I, I, I really think that this should be included. It, it would be an incredible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop. This would be an is incredible. There, what, is there, how much skill is involved? Plenty endurance. Uh, you got to have smarts to time things. You got to be able to take a shot, <laughs> and you have to be able to get back up. Yeah. yeah. All right, more more of the list. Onward. Wipeout. Onward. All right. uh, Jake, I know you don't care about this, but China is maintaining its lead in gold medals over the U.S. Last time I checked, they had five more golds than the U.S., but the U.S. did have, like, 20 more, uh, more overall medals. Oh, good. You don't care? Not really. Do you care about this? The Hall of Fame game in Canton was played last night. Pittsburgh uh, beat Dallas. I'm loving it that uh, that football is back. I mean, think about it, Gordon. From here until February, right? We're going to have some sort of football every weekend? That's right. That's right. That's pretty awesome, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – uh, golly, I wonder what my fantasy football draft I think, is. I, I should probably <laughs> look into that. Are you going to do that again? I usually do it with – you've got a group of buddies. It's, it's a pretty fun group. Do you think that's gotten less popular or more popular? Oh, because was, for me, I mean, I used to do that back in the 80s, but then I sort of got that out of my system. Uh, I would guess more popular because more people have access to it. They're more, it's easier to do, yeah. more computer programs and that sort of thing out there. To what do is least, the but, main draw in, in doing it? Do you want to reign supreme over your friends? I mean, I, I suppose is that it a that's, pride that's thing? part of it. It's, it's mostly financial. <laughs> okay. Are you... Are you are you playing for big bucks? No, no, just pride, <laughs> as you mentioned. <laughs> Jake, you'll love this. Members of Australia's rugby and soccer teams on their 10-hour flight home from Tokyo to uh, Australia, uh, apparently they caused quite a ruckus. 
on the plane. Okay. Yeah, I figured they were on the plane. Uh, and uh, all of us uh, was prompted, uh, uh, apparently, allegedly, by excessive alcohol consumption. Not a surprise. Apparently, the athletes were puking in the in the toilet. So they overdid it a bit. And they raided the flight's alcohol supply in the galley. That's probably not the best of ideas. The athletes have since apologized. I bet. They shouldn't be raiding the galley. Come on. I get I get overdoing it on the plane a little bit. Probably puking in the toilet's a little a little extreme. But you can't raid the galley. You can't do that. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right, Jake. The British marathon swimmer named Hector Pardo. Well, he got hit in the eye by a flying elbow uh, through the last stretch of the race and required immediate uh, medical attention because it was right in his eye. And he couldn't see. He couldn't see out of his eye. So he thought uh, that his eyeball had dropped out of its socket. But it had not. It, it, it turned out that it had not, but his eye was fairly swollen. But I didn't know marathon swimming was a contact sport. Well, it sounds to, to me like the, that's this guy's fault. And by immediate attention, do you mean like they had to float out there and take care of him, or did he finish the race? He sought the medical attention. He couldn't finish. He thought his eyeball was hanging did out. He just, but th- that's what I'm saying. Did he, like, swim to shore, or did he just stop and bob he, out he, there until somebody <laughs> swam out there and took care of him? I think that's what he did. He, he was waving over. He stopped swimming and was waving for help. Uh, he couldn't, uh, Jake, he couldn't see his way to finish. Jeez. Oh, uh, of all the Olympic performances that you've ever seen, Jake, uh, and I promise you I'm wrapping up the Olympic talk here. But of all the Olympic performances that you have ever seen, which is the most memorable? For me, I have two. One was uh, I remember watching uh, Jesse Owens win uh, the uh, sprint events at the uh, Berlin Games. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you covered those. And then, uh, and then the Miracle on Ice. Those are the two biggies for me. Do you have something different? Um, I'm trying to. Do, okay, so this isn't. Uh, the, I can't remember the name of the guy who won it. Let's see. What what, what event? Uh, you gonna go Rulon Gardner or whatever? Jan Latella. <laughs> Who's he? He won gold in uh, the men's Olympic freestyle skiing in 2002, uh, an event that I was at. So. And it was because you were there. That was, that was yeah, yeah, big time. Like, uh, that whole day was super memorable. I went to a few events when it was here, but that was my favorite. And, and that was pretty cool. All right, back to college football. All right. Some college football officials, ADs and whatnot, are calling for a pause in expanding the, the college football playoff because of the SEC's expansion. Oh, because they're they're afraid the SEC will get all the teams. Yeah, that, and, well, that, well, they don't know. I I don't know all their reasoning, but one of them has to be that they don't know what it's going to look like. You know, I I mean, uh, it seems dumb to me. I mean, the, the whole point of going to twelve was to get rid of those sorts of uh, conference restrictions, right? And if the SEC is good enough to get five teams, and so be it. Well, that still remains true today, right? Yeah, I I I'm, I say power ahead. 
And Texas has sucked for so long. Why? I mean, why would they worry about it? And every yeah. time o- uh, Oklahoma has played any sort of team that is any sort of good, they lose. But I think there are hurt feelings involved here. You know, I think there are people who are. It's more than just what might happen on the field. I believe. Well, in in this topic, the the SEC's opinion is all that's going to matter. And if they're going to proceed to 12, well, then that's what's going to happen. I have a question for you. What do you make of these game simulators and simulations that supposedly indicate exactly who's going to win and who's going to lose? Do you pay much attention to that? No. You know who pays attention to that sort of thing? <laughs> Gamblers. Okay. And neither one of us bet on sports. No. You bet on sports. I do Although not. if you're if you're Fantasy football league is. Uh, I mean, I have been going for sports. like five grand per week. If I'm in Wendover or Vegas or something, like I've been in Vegas during the NCAA tournament before, and I've uh, placed a wager or two. I'm not. A, I'm not against it, but it's not. I'm, I'm certainly not one of those per, uh, people who does it on a regular basis, which is uh, essentially what those simulating sites are for. Okay, so two more things, real quick. Uh, one is. The 24-7 sports has a vote going on regarding the best college football player of the 2000s. Who, who do you think it's come down to? Which two players? Well, college it should be players. Michael Vick. Not him. That should be the answer. It's not him. Two other. It's probably Tim Tebow. Yep, he's one. And uh, I don't know. Vince Young. Okay. That's what it's down to now. So we'll see uh, who uh, who pe- people vote as the number one guy. Interesting that neither of those players had a pro career, really. Yeah. Vince Young played for what, like a year for the Titans, or yeah. he played maybe more than that. But and Tim Tebow is still. <laughs> Did he Damn win or not. lose? At the, in the uh, it was a tie. In Urban's. <laughs> That's right, he tied. And then the last one is this, and we, you brought this up to me off the air yesterday, but I don't remember whether we brought it on the air. We might have, but forgive me, uh, radio's not linear. The creators of South Park, Jake. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about this on the air. As you brought to my attention, have signed a deal with Comedy Central and Paramount Plus for six more seasons of the show and 14 movies, 14 South Park movies, and they're going to be paid $900 million for that. Now, I have seen some episodes of South Park. You are much more versed in this uh, genre than I am. What do you make of those numbers? Well, first of all, it is one of my very favorite shows and has <laughs> been for a long, long time. You're an, but, you're an irreverent fool, aren't you? Oh, it's just so funny. I mean, they are really funny. Um, but but here's the thing, it, Kyle. To be in the content business, I mean, if you're if you're putting out popular content that people want to watch, you are going to benefit financially, because I got the, now as an avid watcher of the show, I, I would say like eight to ten years ago, it seemed like you, you'd watch these storylines and you'd seem like these guys are tired of this uh-huh. and they're going to stop doing it, uh-huh. and they never did. And I kind of wonder, like, all right, well, uh, you know. How long has it been going? Well, if they if they go out thirty years, if they go out this contract, it'll be thirty years. Wow! But it's the price tag. I'm sure that keeps these guys going because nine hundred million dollars for six more seasons and fourteen movies, which seems crazy. I'd be I'd be concerned that uh, the the 
the content would be subpar given how long that they were going and that amount of like movies or whatever. But these guys have stayed fresh and relevant the whole time. So the fun, the funny factor has not waned at all. No, and I think it's because they really incorporate, you know, what's going on in the world. In, so in it's ever episodes. changing, yeah. and they're being fed from right. current events, and it's all you know, it's all satirical. That's that's their whole thing. So is there ever uh, a shortage of things to be satirical about? And these are the same guys who penned the uh, the Book of Mormon. The Book musical? of Mormon. Yep. All right. It's a, it's an they have an interesting tie to um, to LDS culture because they are they actually are from a mountain Colorado, town in right? Colorado, mm-hmm. which. Had a very high LDS population. I don't. Neither one of them are um, LDS. Mm-hmm. But I still say LDS. I always I think twice know. of it. But uh, very familiar with the cultures because mm-hmm. the Book of Mormon is actually. They. I'm not going to say the name of the movie, but they their first movie they made was about mm-hmm. a Mormon missionary. Well, it it seems as though they like, regardless of what the subject is. They see the gray in the black and white, yeah. and they they mine that territory in a huge way. And they see in our society a lot of hypocrisy, and they go after that as well. And, yeah, and, and, and they ridicule. usually they usually tie up the episodes with a with a message pretty much everybody can embrace. Right, that's part <laughs> of its it's part of its charm. Like so, even though they're making fun of certain entities or whatever practices. They they come around to sort of a service announcement, or just just like a, a moment of clarity amongst the madness. Okay, you know what's funny? They they absolutely skewered Scientology. I mean, the, the Scientology episode just and uh, they <laughs> Scientology threatened to sue them if they aired the episode. So they. If you look at the credits after it's over, uh-huh. it's all just fake names. Nobody, so nobody took credit for the episode, so there was nobody to sue. <laughs> Wait, well, can't you sue the producers? I don't know. But it's funny if you go back and watch that episode. Anyway, yeah. our friend Eric Walden is going to sh- uh, join the show coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.